0: Message Last week from Sharona, it was an awesome word, uh, another message in our Culture War series on relationships. And if you haven't heard that one, I encourage you to go back and listen to what she, her, her message, what she had to say about godly relationships in the world that we live in. So important because we're getting so many mixed messages, aren't we, out there Especially for our younger generation, they are being bombarded every day with wrong messaging that is shaping their lives. And we need to be voices of hope in the midst of all of that. We need to be voices that bring them stability into all of this craziness that we are facing every day. There are so many things that the world is bombarding us with and the ultimate agenda is a demonic one, right? Is a demonic agenda to attack the family, to attack morals and values, to make society unstable so that they can come in with their agenda. And so we have... We're living in a time where there is no truth. There is no absolute truth. It is whatever you feel, whatever you think is your truth, right? So all of us have our own version of what that truth is. But who knows that our Bible is the Word of God. That is a truth that never changes. And so we need to be confident as Christians that we know what the Bible says about all these issues because the Bible has already answered them ahead of time. And who knew that some of the Scriptures that we're reading right now, the simple ones years ago that we would just gloss over, how important they are now to be written in our Word. So this morning, I'm going to address the craziness of the whole Battle of the sexes and the whole toxic masculinity, masculinity area that has been thrown in our faces. And I don't know if you've heard that word thrown around, toxic masculinity, and how apparently, as females right now, we are oppressed. Just letting you know, females, you are oppressed, and especially by the white male like, you're the worst, you white men, you're the worst, it's all your fault. And we are oppressed. So that, that is what is being taught right now. So if you come out of university, majority of females, that's what they believe. And that is what they've been taught in the schools right now. So the whole idea of this is to rob the position of the godly man in our society and in our families. Men have been attacked from all sides. And I'm I'm, I'm really not surprised that they don't understand what their place is in society because they have been bombarded by many different angles. So what the enemy has tried to do is to divide men and women so that instead of working together as God called us as a team, to work together, he is out to divide and conquer. Like we need to wake up to this people. Like he is out to divide and conquer. He has created men and women so uniquely different. Newsflash, we are so uniquely different and that is a good thing. God said that that was good and he blessed it. So now there is this whole idea of the toxic male out there. So why do you think the enemy has, has brought that about? Because he knows that if men don't stand up to protect their families, then they're open slather, right? God has called the man to be a protector, to be a defender of his family and society. He is called to, be, to lead in strength, not in abuse, in strength, in godly strength. So there's been this lie sown out there that men should be more sensitive. They should be more feminine. Well, no, why do we want a man to be more feminine? That's what the female's for, Right? So how about we do what we do and don't try and be the other person? Otherwise, I would have married the other person, right? I don't want someone like me. Otherwise, you know, that, that's not how God designed it. Men and women's differences, obviously, not just bodily differences, but hormones, chromosomes, brain, emotions. Some form of feminism is teaching right now that we don't need men. We don't need them. Don't know how the human race is going to keep going, but I don't think they've thought that through. But there is no need for men anymore. You know, that is such a lie of the enemy. We need each other. We need each other. We complement each other. That is why God called us to partner with one another in the most amazing relationship. You know, men only become toxic when they're insecure, when they don't know who they are. And what our world has tried to do is to rob them from that of who they are, of who God has called them to be. And it's done it in very clever ways because the enemy knows. The enemy knows what he's doing and we need to wake up to what he's doing and stand in who God has called us to be unapologetically. And when we do that, when that, is restored in our families and in our society, that is when children are able to flourish. You know, women that do it on their own, hats off to you because you are amazing. Like, because men have not stood up and taken their place. It has caused disruption in our families. It has caused children to be lost in who they are because everyone needs a father. And that's why we have our Father God. He is our Father. As Pastor Phil would say, he's not your mother, he's your father. <laughs> right? Big difference. So I'm going to read a Scripture that also Sharona uh, spoke about last week, Genesis one twenty-seven. Genesis one twenty-seven. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created Him male and female, He created them. Male and female, He created them in His image. Both of us as male and female reflect the image of God in different ways. So together, we come together and we form the perfect image of God. The different strengths that we have are completely different for a reason. Don't be ashamed of those differences. God created you that way and that is good. That is good the way that He created you. So men love adventure. They love risk. That's why they do crazy things sometimes. They don't think about it before they do it, right? That's a good thing. I'd encourage you as mothers, please release your boys to be boys. Please release them to go on adventures and explore what they can do. And they're going to hurt themselves sometimes, all right? They're going to hurt themselves and that's okay because they're going to learn from that and they're not going to do that again. But we need men that live out their adventure. They are designed... They are designed, there's a book written called Wild at Heart. They are wild at heart. There is an adventurous spirit in there. And the reason why they're drawn to all these games, the enemy's very clever, right? Because they're living out an adventure in a game, but that's not real life. He's robbing them of real life. You have an adventure, men, waiting for you in your life. You just need to step up into it and take it. God has an amazing adventure for you with him and you will discover who you are called to be when you discover who Jesus is and he will tell you who you are. He will tell you who you are. Not all the lies that you've been told, what society tells you you have to be. A secure man is a strong man. Pastor Ian is a secure man and that's why he can release other people to preach under him and he can release women to preach under him because he is secure, right? He's secure in himself. He doesn't need to prove himself because he knows who he is in God. A secure man is a strong man. A secure man is a reliable man. Insecure men is when it goes toxic. Insecure men are the ones who end up abusing. When they find out who they are in God, there is no need to be insecure. There is no need to be a controller when you know who you are in God. So we both have different pictures of the image of God. Men are generally stronger than women, generally. That's just the way they're built. They're built like that for a reason. That's why it's so crazy that we have men in women's races. We have men taking, you know, championships from women, training all their life because all of a sudden the man says, I'm a woman, but no, he knows he's not because he's a lot faster than they are because that's just the way it is. That is the way God has designed it to be, and that's okay. Because I want to be with a strong man. I want to feel like I can walk down an alley and feel safe because I have a strong man with me and he's going to defend me, right? I don't want them hiding behind me. <laughs> that would be a bit scary. <laughs> so and that's okay. Men are generally stronger. They are less emotional, Generally. That is how God made them to be because we don't need two emotional people in the relationship, okay? (laughs) All right? (laughs) We girls have enough emotions for the two of us. We don't need any more. So I wanna explain the difference between sensitivity and compassion. We have this lie that men have to be sensitive. No, I don't want a sensitive man. I want a compassionate man. Jesus was a strong, compassionate man. He was not sensitive. Do you think people were hurting his feelings all the time? Like seriously, they called me names. I'm not going there. Like really, grow up. We want strong men, compassionate men. There's a difference. We don't want sensitivity. We have enough right? We have enough emotions, us women. So a lot of the time men don't understand us, but um, that's a good thing. <laughs> You're still, le- still learning, aren't you? Yeah, we're still learning after 30 years. Um, but you know what's happened is because of this bombardment on our men, there has become a passive man. Passive men that are being controlled, right? Because they don't know who they are, they become passive. And a passive man is a dangerous man because it is a man who does not know who he is. Passive men are dangerous men. If you are strong in who you are, you're not going to get pushed around. You're going to stand up for the right things. Passive men get pushed around. Passive men are insecure. Passive men abdicate their responsibilities in this world. Why do we have a fatherless generation? Because we have passive men abdicating their responsibility, right? So all you fathers out there, you're doing an awesome job. Well done to you guys. Well done. So we need to encourage our men to stand up, to take their place in strength, in who God has made them to be. Because we've got a fight on our hands right now in this society and we need all the men we can get to protect the families, to stand up for our children. We need men to stand up for what is right, for what is true. And you can't do that unless you get into the fight and you know who you are. God is calling you to step up this morning, front and centre. A confident man is one who is confident and he leads with integrity and he leads with courage. Integrity and courage. So in 1 Peter 5, 7, 3, 7, sorry, it talks about The female being the weaker vessel says, likewise, husbands dwelling together according to knowledge, as with a weaker vessel, the feminine one. The feminine one. It makes it clear in this word that men are called to protect. Because, yes, the female is naturally weaker. That's not talking about weaker on the inside, that's talking about on the outside. We are the feminine one. There is a d- distinction here. So men have a responsibility to love and to protect. To love and to protect. And men, when men step up and love and protect, the women feel secure and then protected. And so they are also able to fulfil what God has called them to do as well. And women can willingly submit to leadership of a godly man because she knows that he has her best interests at heart. When a woman knows that a man is secure, she can submit willingly because she knows that he is going to protect her and look after her. And the decisions that he makes is for her benefit because he's secure in who he is. Abuse happens when there's insecurity. When there's a need to control is because the man is insecure in who he is. So a secure man does not have the need to prove himself because he knows who he is. He knows who he is. He does not need to prove himself. So we're just going to look at the life of David because I think there's some amazing examples of a man who was flawed absolutely but because of his relationship with God was able to step up into what God called him to and I really believe that God has given me some insight on this this morning to help some of the men out there. So You know, a confident man empowers the people around him. He doesn't need to overpower because he knows who he is. His approval comes from God. Men, look for your approval in God. Look for your approval in God, not man. And you'll get everything that you need. You know, the one thing that is toxic in our society that has really affected men's behaviour towards women has been the explosion of the porn culture. And the enemy has used that to distort the relationship that God has called us to, that he has made good. Of course, the enemy takes anything good and he distorts it and he makes it ugly. And we need to talk about this because this is a very common problem. And this whole area is about abuse, it is about abuse, and it is about control. And it destroys relationships. So if you're involved in being any part of watching this this morning, I implore you get help, get help, and repent. Because that's what David did. And we're going we're to look at what, what happened to David. So in 2 Samuel 11, verse 2. And it happened one evening, David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. Now keep in mind, David was not supposed to be there at this time because he was supposed to be at war. So men, if you remove yourself from the place where you're meant to be and you're in a place that you shouldn't have been, you're going to come in to temptation. So David was walking on his roof, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Now at that point, he could have walked away, right? He could have turned and walked away or ran for his life like Joseph did. But no, he didn't. So David sent and asked about the woman and one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. So he took what was not his. And she came into him and he with her and she had purified herself from her uncleanness and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. Now David took something that did not belong to him because he chose, yes, he was tempted and he followed through with that temptation. As, we, as some of us know the story, he tried to cover up his mistake and he tried to get the husband of, this, of Bathsheba to sleep with, with Bathsheba several times, but the husband couldn't because he was supposed to be at war and he said, this is not right. So he refused to play along with it. So what does David do? Puts him in the front of the battle so that he would be killed, so that he would cover up his own sin. So who knows that when you involve yourself in sin, then you have to cover up. And then there's a cover up. And then there's a cover up. And before long, you're in so deep, you don't know how to get out. David took something that did not belong to him. And there was consequences for his actions. There are always consequences for sin. There are always consequences that you have to live with. And guess what? Other people also have to live with. It's the outcome does not just affect your life, it affects the lives of many. So if you're involved in something that you shouldn't be involved in this morning, choose to repent and God will help you. There is a way back for you. And the thing is, you can disqualify yourself, but God qualifies you. When you repent, God will qualify you. So there is a Psalm in Psalm 51. Because Nathan the prophet goes to David and speaks to him about this sin. And David is heartbroken. So it says here in, in Psalm 51. And some of David, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he'd gone into Bathsheba, this is David's word Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me completely from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin for I confess my transgressions and my sin is ever before me and rise against you. You only, you only have I sinned and done evil in your sight that you might be justified when you speak and be clear when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold your desire, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you shall make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. David's heart was to be cleansed, because he knew that he had done wrong and he chose to repent that's a difference when you sin there is always a way back through repentance and god will receive you and wash you whiter than snow you know the interesting part about this too is if you read this scripture it says that david was conceived in iniquity interesting interesting David himself was an illegitimate son. David himself was an illegitimate son. So the sins of the fathers can carry forward in the generations. But God chooses people with a heart after Him. No matter where you came from, God redeems your life. God redeems your life. David listened to the prophet and he repented. So God could use him to lead the kingdom because he had a heart for God. Because he had a heart for God, he could lead. God could trust him because even though he's stuffed up, he chose to be used for God. He chose to repent. So it says here in Acts 13, I found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man according to my own heart, who will do all of my will. That's all God asks of you, is to be a man after God's own heart that will do all of his will. And if you will do that, God will do the rest. God will do the rest. David's strength was not in his perfection, but in his heart. In his heart. David was a flawed man who made mistakes, who came from a family where he was an outcast, but God chose him because of his heart. Because of his heart. He had a heart fully devoted to God. David was rejected in his own household. This is the word I have for you this morning. Man, you may have been rejected in your father's house, but you will not be rejected in your true father's house. You may have been rejected in your father's house, but God receives you. God receives you. And His His favour is all that matters. His word to you is all that matters. When the prophet came looking for a king, father uh, David was out in the fields. The prophet came to find a king because he was sent there by God. Go to Jesse's house and find the new king, anoint the new king. And it says here in 1 Samuel 16:10. And Jesse passed seven, seven of his sons before Samuel, but Samuel. Samuel said to Jesse, Jehovah has not chosen those. And Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest. And behold, he keeps the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for he will not sit down until he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. And he was ruddy with beautiful eyes and good form. And Jehovah said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. God sees what man doesn't see. David was shunned out in the field. All the other sons were paraded before the prophet because surely not, it would not be David. David is the illegitimate son that is out, and he's just an outcast out looking after the sheep. Who cares what David is doing? God chose him. God saw his heart and God chose him. And God says, turn the illegitimacy into legitimate because of his anointing on David's life, because he saw the heart. He saw the heart of David. If you have a heart after God, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what your family was. And who your father said you were. Your heavenly father receives you. Your heavenly father loves you. Your heavenly father appoints you today to step up into who he's called you to be. And David was a warrior and he was a worshiper. I believe right now God is calling all of the men to be warriors and worshippers. Warriors and worshippers. David was not a wussy worshipper that was dancing around in the fields. He was a warrior. He was a fighter. He was not afraid for a fight. He ran to the fight. He ran to the giant when no one else would. He cut off its head because he knew who he was, but he was also a worshipper and he was not ashamed to worship. He was not ashamed to worship his God. God is calling all of the men to be warriors and worshippers. That was a secret to David's strength, was his intimacy with God. The fact that he came to God whenever there was a decision to be made, he asked of God, he asked of God, should I pursue them? Should I go after them? And God would answer him. Men, you need to go to God for your answers and you will get them and you will lead your family in strength and wisdom. David was a worshiper and he was unashamed. 2 Samuel 6:14 And David danced before Jehovah with all of his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod and David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of Jehovah with shouting And with the sound of the ram's horn, David danced before the Lord, and he could not care less what anyone else thought. And his wife at the time despised him, despised him. And God closed her womb. There would be no children. Because you know what? Our God wants worshippers. And he wanted the lion of the tribe of Judah to come from a worshipping tribe. David was a worshipper. The line of Jesus came from David because he was a man after God's own heart and he was a worshipper and he was not afraid to repent and to seek after God for all of his life. God blessed him and looked after him. Even when David was surrounded by his enemies, God was still with him. You may feel this morning like you are surrounded by enemies and voices telling you what to do, who you should be. Only God knows who you should be, who you are. Look to God for your strength. Look to God for who you are. You know, now is the time. I said that this morning, now is the time. God is calling, God is calling the men to take their place, to take their place so that the women can also rise up and stand with the men. To lead in courage and integrity and truth and intimacy with God, to know who they are, And who God has called you to be. David had many ups and downs in his life, many ups and downs. But he always had a heart after God. He was always close to God, and God always blessed him because of his integrity and his heart. Let's pray this morning. Mighty God. We just stand this morning and we speak out against the lies of the enemy that has tried to remove remove the man from the family, from the society. God, we just speak right now strength over all of our men in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that You heal every heart from those that were rejected in their Father's house. Lord, I pray this morning that they will see who they are in You. That their confidence will come from You. From who you say that they are. Lord God, that they will step up and take their place to do what you have called them to do, to go on the adventure that you have called them to, in Jesus' name. If there's anyone here in in this place this morning that has not received Jesus before, and said, you know, I need Jesus this morning because I need that strength that only He can give me. I need that confidence that only He can give me. If that's you this morning and you're like, yes, I need Jesus, just lift up your hand in this place and I'll pray for you this morning. And you can receive Jesus. Amen. It's awesome. Amen. You can put your hand down that spine. That's awesome. Anyone else in this place? receive Jesus this morning as your Lord and Saviour. Thank you, God, that you meet every need in this place this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you meet every need. Mighty God, thank you, Lord, for who you have called us to be. So this morning, I really felt a call in my heart for all For all the men in this place, that you know that God's speaking to you this morning. That you know that God is calling you to step up to a new day, to step up for your family, to step up just in general, to step up in confidence. Maybe you need more confidence. Maybe you've come from a family that's not encouraged you to be who you are. We're going to get Pastor Ian to lay hands on all of those men this morning to just impart a spirit of courage, a spirit of boldness upon you all this morning. So if that's you, I encourage you too to just come forward as we play this last song. And he's going to pray with you. Amen.